0: Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 240. Our guest today is the chief scientific officer for Equiloom and the head of equine science at the University of College Dublin. Very smart lady working on one of the most revolutionary sciences and therapies in the equestrian sport, and that is light therapy for breeding and overall horse performance. I'm so excited for this episode. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Barbara Murphy. Oh my goodness. I I feel like I went down a little rabbit hole before we started talking about light therapy. I feel like, I don't know why, but I didn't really know it was a thing. And it's so (laughs) interesting to me. So I'm so excited to have you on and talk about light therapy for breeding and performance. So before we get to it, I would love to hear how you first kind of found yourself in the
1: horse world. Well, I was lucky enough to grow up with ponies uh, in Ireland, and we always had a pony that managed to break a lot of my bones in the early days. And when I was at school, I was really interested, obviously, like every little girl in horses and ponies, but I got the opportunity to ride out some thoroughbreds as part of my work experience when I was in high school. And that really got me interested in the whole international industry of both racing and breeding and just the the overall global industry that that Ireland is a fairly big part of and and we're pretty good at it so. That kind of spurred me to do a degree in equine science at the University of Limerick. And one of the aspects that really attracted me to the degree was you got to spend nine months on a stud farm in Kentucky. And so I had my first real in-depth experience of the international horse industry on a farm in Kentucky back in 1999. And that's where I got really interested in reproduction initially. And and the things that we do in order to manipulate the mare's reproductive cycle so that she's cycling at the time of the year that we want to breed her. And from there, my interest was really um, sparked by this. I was lucky enough to do a PhD at the University of Kentucky in veterinary science, where I kind of went down a rabbit hole myself, Bethany. I went looking at how we can manipulate reproduction, but not only that, looking at how daily and annual rhythms influence the the horse's body and their physiology and, and the different things we can do to enhance their, their health and their fertility and performance also in the long run.
0: You are super well known for your work in chronobiology. So can you tell us a little bit more about what that is specifically and why it's so important in
1: for the equestrian world? Sure. Well, it's a really fascinating area. So chronobiology simply means the, the science of biological timekeeping. So because just like our horses, we evolved on a planet that has a 24-hour light dark cycle, nearly all organisms on our planet have an internal body clock that keeps their bodies in tune with the environment. It's how organisms learn to survive by being active at certain times of day, resting at others, by eating at certain times, needing to be perform at their best at certain times. And all of this is primarily regulated by the sun coming up and going down. And this aspect of um, our internal regulation of physiology it affects nearly every single cell in the horse's body and in our bodies so there's been a huge interest in chronobiology in human health because we now have a 24-hour society the invention of the light bulb and uh, airplane travel and shift work means that we don't really respect our body clocks as much anymore we can now work through the night we We look at screens late into the night we travel around the world and wonder why we get jet lagged and all of this at its core is because we have this very strong powerful internal body clock that is kind of tuned in to the light dark cycle that you're used to and anything we do that disrupts that light dark cycle has an impact on our health on our behavior and on our welfare and A lot of work had been done in humans, and they've been been doing a lot of experiments in in smaller mammals. But I was the first to kind of think about, well, how does this apply to the horses that we manage on a daily basis? And we want the best for their health. We want the best for their performance, for their fertility. And are we missing this ingredient? Because we're not as, as aware of how powerful lighting can be. And that's really what got me into it. And a little bit about um, how light regulates our body is that the light from the sun, the white light that we see is made up of all the colors of the spectrum. So when you see a rainbow in the sky, well, light is actually made up of all of those colors, but we have some receptors at the back of our eye and the horse has the same ones that are super sensitive to a particular type of light produced by the sun. And it is the blue wavelengths of light. So everyone knows that when it's not cloudy, when the sun is shining, the sky is blue because there's a huge proportion of blue light in natural sunlight. And that blue light is what stimulates receptors in the back of the eye that control the horse's body clock. So it is not all light has the same biological ability to kind of entrain our biological clock. So chronobiology, um, where it refers to a lot of different rhythms, the horse is really interesting because not only do they have a very strong 24-hour clock or daily rhythm. These are known as circadian rhythms, literally the Latin that means about a day. But horses also have a very strong circa annual rhythm or seasonal rhythm because they're long day breeders. They become reproductively active in the spring. The duration of daylight has a huge impact on their body also. So it's doubly interesting from the horse's point of view, because by knowing more about how lighting affects the body. We can give them the best possible light to keep their body functioning as best as it can be over a 24 hour day length, but also use it to optimize the seasons, to bring mares into into cyclicity earlier, to ensure that muscle development occurs at the right time in line with our training and to just keep them in the best mood and welfare aspect as well
0: wow that is so cool um obviously this thought and this kind of development led into the start of equilum light mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about how you came up with it why you came up with it what was kind of the need in the industry and why does this work like like, tell me the give me the rundown of the science behind so it So,
1: very basically going back to blue light again I was lucky enough to have spent a couple of seasons working on large stud farms looking after mares and most people know that the the horse's birthday is January 1st so breeders desire in certain disciplines to have their their mares Reproductively active really early in the year so that they produce foals January, February, March. It's it's particularly important, obviously, in the thoroughbred industry, but also in in a lot of other disciplines that early foals become mature yearlings, precocious two-year-olds. And what we've been doing in the industry for many, many decades now is we fool the mare into thinking it's spring before it's spring so that it kickstarts her reproductive system. And how we do this is we leave them in the stable and leave the lights on until 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So we give them a longer day length and about six to eight weeks of this day length, the reproductive hormones and the growth hormones kick in. But... Mares don't really like standing in boxes. And particularly, we know that that for fertility, exercise is really important. Their mental health and their stress levels is also really important. And I wondered, is there any better way of being able to give the horses light, but without having to keep them stable so you wouldn't have to spend all that money on bedding and labour and electricity? And having been kind of thrown into the world of chronobiology and learning about how important blue light was, I wondered whether we could create a headpiece that just delivered very low intensity blue light because they don't need all the other colors to stimulate their their body clock and to manipulate their seasonal clock into activating earlier. And the real question was, could we just give this light to one eye? Because anyone who knows um, about horses is you're not going to put a valuable mare or horse outside at night with light shining in both their eyes. That would might possibly inhibit their ability to see where they're going and they have a habit of finding a way to get themselves into trouble. So we did a number of experiments at University College Dublin to look at how much blue light they needed And whether we could just give it to one eye And if it would suppress a a very important hormone, and that hormone is melatonin. So melatonin is normally turned off by light. And many people are familiar with this hormone because it rises at nighttime and it's the sleepiness hormone that we need to be able to sleep. So it should be very high at nighttime when the, the sun is down and the lights are off, but it needs to drop to very low levels during the day. And it's this hormone that controls the reproductive access, the growth, the hair shed all of the seasonal components we see in horses. And long story short, we found that, yes, we could have a very strong effect on melatonin by giving very low intensity blue light. I mean, thousand times less intense than, than light on a normal cloudy day to one eye of the horse. And after years of experiments on number of continents, what we found was the blue light mask or the Equilum light mask could just as effectively bring mares into season, but now they didn't have to stay in a stable. They could stay out with the herd as a group and only come in when they were ready for and needed for breeding. But one of the things we noticed was the feedback we got from the first um, many farms that, that used this product was how good the horses looked, how much they dappled in their coats, how their appetites were good, behavior was improved. So this tied into me that the fact that light controls every rhythm in the body, not just the reproductive rhythm. Um, and we we adapted this also, to pregnant mares. And just to kind of stick on the topic of, of kind of fertility and breeding just for a minute, we know that if we get a mare in foal early in the year, then she's going to have an early foaling date January, February, March. But that's not the natural time for foals to be born because the days are still short, the weather mightn't be good, the grass growth isn't there for the correct nutrition of the mare. So, nature intended foals to be born. April, May, June, and we're having it happen earlier. And one of the consequences of this is that breeders often found that their mares would carry over, that they'd have a longer pregnancy than than would be normal. The foals sometimes at the start of the year were born smaller, sometimes back in themselves, sometimes lower birth weight. There's actually about a 10 pound difference between foals born in January and foals born in June. And I started thinking about the annual rhythm in the mare and we started investigating what if we put the blue light mask on the pregnant mare? the same time around the 1st of December so that she saw what nature would normally have provided if she was foaling in the late spring. She'd see about 100 days of nice long day length. This turns on growth hormones that allows the foal to develop optimally in utero. So foals are born optimally developed and the last three months that a foal spends in the mare is the fastest growth period of their entire life. It's when the skeletal framework is put down for the future athlete. So it's a really important time and we found that the mares that foal early wearing light masks cycle back faster their first ovulation after foaling is faster the foals are born more mature a recent study showed that if the mare is under lights or wearing a light mask those foals stand 20 minutes faster than mares that that foals from mares that haven't received light so it's really really interesting and again we were hearing feedback of the mares were healthier Uh, mares that had stereotypic behaviors were behaving better um, horses that were had to wear the other application of course of giving light to a horse is that they shed out their winter coat faster, so their their skin condition they look fabulous um, early in the season, and this was really an aside to what my original interest was, but people were starting to buy the product for showing horses and to have their show coats look good at different times throughout the year. And this is where we really kind of started to think, Wow, this is equally as important for a lot more than just breeding. It's for like a horse that looks good on the outside, feels good on the inside. Things are working well. So that's where we started to look at performance, trainability, mood and welfare and where that's particularly relevant for, for the sport horse market.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I wanted to transition to talk a little bit about performance. Tell me a little bit about the science behind why this would help sport horses and their overall performance. And um, I know you've been working with a little bit of the eventing space. So tell me a little bit about why this light therapy would be a good solution for eventers and and other disciplines.
1: So To start by saying anybody who's who's sceptical of why lighting might be powerful, if you imagine what it feels like to to wake up on a wet, dreary day and have to pull yourself into the car to drive to work and it's cloudy. It affects your mood and a lot of humans suffer from seasonal affective disorder where the dark days where melatonin isn't suppressed, there isn't enough daylight around or they're not getting enough bright office light. It affects their mental health. Um, And anyone then who remembers how it feels like to do that same chores of going to work in the morning if the sun is shining and there's a nice blue sky, it naturally lifts your mood. So the very first thing that we know is that the blue enriched light that we provide in, in the products that we've developed, both the light mask and the stable light, have an immediate effect on mood and behavior. The more blue light you get by day, the more likely you are to have a good night's sleep that is true of humans and we're finding that it's also true that rest and recovery is improved in horses at night time provided they get nice darkness in their stable at night for at least six hours or a dim red light, because unlike blue light, which stimulates those special receptors in the eye, red light is invisible. And the really cool thing about red light at night is you can still see the horses. You can still uh, put a blanket on, feed them in the night, interact with them without disturbing their circadian rhythms and their body clock. So that combination of blue and light by day and red light or darkness at night immediately strengthens the 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 genes that are turned on and off in every cell in the body. And I'll try not try not to fall into the trap of getting too scientific. But one of the other things that, particularly for event horses, now I have huge respect. I've never been lucky enough to to event myself. I have cross countryed a bit in Ireland around the fields here, but the huge respect to this discipline because you're asking an animal to have the precision and focus required for a dressage test, then to boldly negotiate a cross-country course in the second phase, and then to come back and carefully get around um, and listen again to the rider's cues to get around a show jumping course. What's at the heart of that is the horse's cognition and behavior and trainability and we know that lighting that supports health but also supports these important cues just the horse's mood and their well-being their willingness to do the job seems to be hugely um, regulated by and influenced by the lighting that you maintain them in and if you think about horses in the wild and how they evolved They're migrating herd animals that that live on the open plains, so they would naturally have been exposed to perfect daylight conditions, darkness at night. But in order to manage our sport horses, we need to put them in stables, separate them out. And we don't think about, we, we, we have them adapt to our routines. So when the, the radio goes on in the barn and the activity, that's when they're active. And then at nighttime, they're on their own. But what we don't seem to realize is, how we, how often you turn on and off a light switch has a huge impact on their body and their welfare, their ability to sleep and rest at night, their ability to be alert and ready to be, you know, fully engaged in the exercise and the training by day. So that's where we're seeing that some of the, the top riders um, and some of our ambassadors did really well at Kentucky this week, um, but they're seeing that that, Trainability and the way that they focus in training seems to be much improved, in addition to them looking good and improved health overall. So cool.
0: I love that. EcoGold has always been on a mission to modernize the saddle pad and improve your horse's safety, comfort, and performance. EcoGold has really continued to be at the forefront of innovation. I personally am so fortunate to be a part of a top team in the hunter-jumper world at Heslink-Williams, and we only use Ecogold's fitted pads for showing. We're in good company because Olympians like Boyd Martin, McLean Ward, Jacqueline Brooks, Jessica Phoenix rely on Ecogold pads every single day. So to get more information about EcoGold, you can visit their website at ecogold.ca. That's e-c-o-g-o-l-d.ca. Tell me a little bit about um, when you aren't working on Equilum, you're also the head of equine science at University of College Dublin. So tell me a little bit about that and what you do in that role.
1: So at UCD, we have uh, an agricultural science degree that has a number of programs. And one of them is the animal science equine degree, which I direct. Um, So it is students that have a really good interest in in general agriculture, but particularly the equine industry. And I, um, I teach a number of different topics equine reproduction and breeding management is one I teach equine nutrition health and disease and I'm also responsible for placing the students on their work placements internationally within both the sport horse and the the, the breeding industries so it's really cool that the the kind of the position that set me on my career was that first opportunity to you know to work hands-on on a a stud farm internationally I get to hopefully do the best I can to to find the right employers and positions for students now on the degree program so yeah and and it's it's fascinating and it's, it's really rewarding that the research I do then feeds into the teaching. So all of this new information about lighting, these students are seeing it firsthand, seeing how we did the experiments. Oftentimes they will know people that have used the products and it brings it back home to them just how important it is in our management of horses.
0: How long have you been working at UCD?
1: I started in UCD in late 2007, so I went straight from my PhD in Kentucky we got very very lucky to be offered a position at UCD and then I really kick-started the research into the blue light therapy and the light mask in 2011 so it, we're, we're just over 10 years on now um, So Equilum has has gone from strength to strength lots of challenges along the way and as you when you try to do anything new in a relatively traditional industry it takes a while for people to people believe it and chronobiology as you mentioned is very new but people are starting to realize particularly you know after the pandemic and all the at-home working and all of the screen time that we need to be responsible for how much and the quality of light we give ourselves at the right times of day. So not looking at Netflix late into Mm -hmm. the night um, and getting good, getting outside and getting good daylight by day when you're, you're stuck at home. All of those things have become a lot more relevant. So it's becoming easier for people to understand why it would also be relevant for our horses.
0: How can people get more information about Equilume, and where is your uh, products available right now?
1: Our products are available oh, everywhere. I mean, across the United States, um, uh, all across Europe, Australia, South Africa. They're very easy to find at equilume.com. We have an online shop there. We have a number of of really great reps that all have equine science backgrounds or animal science backgrounds that are just a phone call away if you need to ask for specific advice on your particular horse or or their needs. Um, And our headquarters are in County Kildare in Ireland, and you're more than welcome to visit anytime, but it's a bit of a hike um so it, we're and i have a uh also if you google me at ucd you'll, you can read up about a lot of the research papers but a lot of them are, are available on our website and the important thing is it is a science-based company and i mean i'm fully based most of my time at ucd so it's the research that feeds the product development so anything that we claim or that is said on the website has to be pretty much supported by published peer-reviewed papers in the in the, the uh, scientific literature.
0: What would you say is an area of the industry that you are passionate about that you feel like the rest of the equestrian community either just doesn't know a lot about or doesn't talk that much about?
1: Well, it would be easy to say lighting yes. and, and how, how powerful Flicking a switch has a huge effect on a horse's body. Um, When you turn on a white light at night, the impact that has it immediately causes the melatonin hormone to be suppressed. Its production stops and that affects the horse's internal body clock but that that's the really the part that I think is obvious for for from that I would say but one of the things and it's through my teaching as well and and I've had to become a little bit of a smaller expert on a lot of areas in order to to teach the equine course but one of the things I am passionate about at kind of getting people to remember is is what the horse is The horse is, and I've mentioned, a migrating, highly social herd animal. That means naturally they move for 18 hours a day feeding. They're trickle feeders. The way we feed them influences their health. And a lot of the gastrointestinal issues that we see in horses are caused by the way that we feed them. Their ability to socialize, knowing that giving your horse downtime to just be a horse. And that can be really hard, but an hour out with a buddy in the paddock, buddy holes in in stables, Um, being able to allow them to express these natural behavior patterns Uh, improves their overall mental health and their mood and their well-being and then if you can do that and provide lighting that supports their internal homeostasis or their internal body clock then you have you know you know the perfect combination but just I think the thing to remember is that where the horse came from. And they are these amazingly adaptable animals, the amount of different disciplines that they can perform for us and with us, but remembering where they came from and what their natural behaviors. And if you can allow them to express that and still be part of your management program, then I think that you're you're looking at a good partnership.
0: Well, Barbara, thank you so much for taking the time to... You know attempt to explain all the things that you do. I know for some of us and myself included, this is definitely a newer concept. So it is seriously so interesting. And my wheels are turning with, I feel like so many things that this could be helpful for, um, with horse breeding <laughs> horse performance. Um, I, I feel like with, with my wheelhouse being primarily in the hunter jumper world, I feel like there would be so many avenues for benefits of Equilum in, in, that discipline as well, and um, I know for us um, in our fall season we have our finals, which are basically all indoor competitions. And a lot of times, I the horses mm-hmm. really get sleep deprived because of those lights that are on all through the night. And um, a lot of times, our horses get braided in yes. the middle of the night for before competition and yes. having things like that where they could regulate their the natural you know, circadian rhythm, I think is, would be so beneficial. So it definitely got me thinking, and I I think that this is incredible what you're doing. So again, thank you so much for taking the time. And I am excited to continue to follow your journey
1: and Equilum's journey. Thank you very much, Bethany. It was really great to have a chat with you.